The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. One of the things that I've always wanted to do on this show, when we talk, you hear the intro, you talk about real people and real stories. And uh, one of the things I've always wanted to do on this show is to to talk to those real people and hear their real stories about how what's going on in the world is affecting them directly. And, and that is uh, what's going to happen with our next guest this afternoon. While most of you are adhering to the recommendations put in place by the provincial and federal governments about staying home, home as much as you can, washing your hands often often, and sneezing and coughing into your elbow. And as you've been traveling, you're self-isolating. Well, we hear, though, that some people aren't, some blatantly ignoring what's been recommended. And that's worrisome because we know that community uh, transmission is happening in Alberta, and it's especially worrying for those with underlying health conditions like our first guest this afternoon. Julie Rohr is 36 years old and was diagnosed with a rare cancer of the soft muscle tissue about three years ago. She has undergone a series of major surgeries, radiation, chemotherapy, and in the past five weeks alone has been in the hospital three times. Julie, welcome back to the show. Hi, Julie. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Jalen. It's great to be here. Oh, okay, Julie, so tell us um, your situation right now. You uh, landed back in the hospital just a few weeks back, in and out numerous times before being sent home. Tell us what happened. So early in February, I had the standard rounds of chemo that I was going through. It was my third round of that particular chemo. And the very next day after my chemo infusion, I actually had an ulcer. Uh, They think it was caused by chemo basically weakening my system. Um, But the ulcer basically uh, burst a hole in my intestine and I went into septic shock. It was very dangerous. And I ended up going through an emergency surgery that was obviously very unexpected. There were complications with the recovery. So I was in and out of hospital, like you said, three times in the last kind of six weeks and uh, it's been quite the whirlwind quite the whirlwind and if i remember correctly in the past week you were sent home the doctor came into your or into your room in i think icu and saying it's time for you to go home because we are expected expecting covid19 patients here soon yeah i wasn't in icu at that time i was up on a ward but uh the doctors were basically saying your risks of staying in this hospital you know, as somebody with a very compromised immune system, you might want to go home now. And so uh, I took that opportunity uh, to go home a little bit earlier than I probably would have gone home otherwise um, and recovering at home with home care coming to help with wound care and all that kind of thing. So Julie, how worried are you about things right now, about your health, about COVID-19? You know what? I... I've, I was diagnosed um, with this cancer just over four years ago, actually, and I'm not a kind of person that gives in to worry from the very beginning. I've been an optimist. I've always hung on to the silver linings and the hopeful stories, and I can be one of these survivors. And I have to say, in the last two weeks, it's really been a lot harder to stay optimistic. It's um, the realities of what this virus is and how contagious it is 
and what it would do to my body personally if I contracted it. They, I mean, that is very worrisome. I, I'm not going to lie. It's it's definitely a different reality than it was even a month ago, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, these are a lot of people think, okay, we're being told to wash our hands, to do all of these things, self-isolate. And we're thinking, okay, well, we'll do it. And I think some people are forgetting about our seniors um, who are who are vulnerable, who might have lung issues or underlying health conditions. But we're all, we're talking about anybody out there with underlying health conditions. I mean, Julie, you're, you're in your 30s with some serious underlying health conditions and if you got sick with this this would be exceptionally exceptionally bad it's such a important message for people to understand that it's not just us just not me or just not my kids that we're worried about we have to worry about everybody else it's an it's an us thing not just a me thing that's exactly it that's exactly it it's a community thing it's a neighbor thing i mean you know, watching videos of people just going on their spring break vacations um, and, you know, hearing them say, well, it's no big deal. If I get sick, I'm going to be fine. I mean, first of all, you don't know that you're going to be fine because there are young, healthy people that are that are suffering and dying from this disease. But second of all, I mean, this is a, a time to practice neighborly kindness. This is a time to practice selflessness. Um, to protect those among us that are the most vulnerable. And, um, uh, yeah, I've, I have seen a lot of my friends who have canceled their spring break trips and are self-isolating, and it's hard. It's hard to do those things. But I, I appreciate it so much because they're protecting people like me and allowing space in the hospitals for if I have to be in there, you know? Julie, I saw recently on Twitter that you were searching for a ventilator. Can you tell us about that? Oh gosh, I mean, I I posted that rather tongue-in-cheek, but, but sort of seriously. I mean, I'm reading everything coming out of Italy, which is not the best practice for Canadian <laughs> patients who are immunocompromised. But what's really happening in Italy is they have to triage. They have to choose who lives and who dies because they don't have enough equipment. They don't have enough doctors anymore. Their hospitals are overwhelmed. And what's happening is people like me, even if young, if you have underlying health issues, like I have only one kidney from my operations and I have had parts of my lungs taken out and I have tumors in my lungs right now. So, I mean, this disease um, is a respiratory disease that attacks the lungs, also attacks the kidney and the heart. And I mean, I would be in some trouble. So yeah, I mean, I put out a post, you know sort of as a desperate (laughs) desperate attempt i didn't find anything but you know we've got enough respirators in our hospitals right now and if the curve stays low we'll have enough respirators if everybody goes out and socializes that's when we're going to run out of respirators and ventilators and those kind of things so you, you talked about practicing selflessness, and I think that would be the message right now that you'd like to send out to everybody else. But um, as we deal with this added stress and the added stressors um, for those who maybe just are dealing with having their kids at home, and I know you have the kids at home as as well, Julie, how are you getting through this? I know that you have this incredible perspective, and you said that you've stayed positive over the past number of years after your diagnosis do you have a do you have any tips do you have any suggestions as we move forward through this unknown i mean 
if we are at home with our loved ones right now, I'd say just embrace the time. I have learned in my life that every day is a gift and as crazy as it might make us to be at home with our unending energy children who just want to be with their friends um you know embrace the gift of of home right now is what i would say and we've been playing lots of board games i've been working through family photos that i've been trying to get to for years and um you know we're 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 practicing grace with each other we're practicing patience and (laughs) trying not to drive each other crazy but for real i'm i'm loving these moments with my you know my son my husband and um it's been it's been challenging but it's been a good time to come together and hopefully i i think i hope that's what people can do in this time Julie, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon and, and, and sharing your perspective on this. I, I appreciate it and I appreciate you and thank you for always um, making so many of us realize um, the bright side of things. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jalen. All right, Julie Rohr joining us this afternoon, sending her a big virtual hug. Now today, ICU physician Dr. David Zegan put out this message on social media. Take a listen. Hello, my name is David Zegan, and I'm a zone medical director for Alberta Health Services. I'm also an intensive care physician. The teams that I work with take care of the sickest patients in our system. And each day we are aware of the need for hospital capacity to provide the care essential for Albertans at their time of need. This is why I'm urging all Albertans to stay at home. The decisions we make will affect the hospital's capacity to care for the sickest patients in our system. We need to do this to protect ourselves, to protect our family, and to give our system the ability to care for the patients who will be affected by COVID-19. This is a time of we. We are all in this together. What does this mean? This means washing our hands regularly, avoiding touching our face, disinfecting and cleaning surfaces regularly, and most importantly, staying home. We can get through this, but we need to work together.